Hey everyone, welcome back to another Market Open live stream. Well, folks, 2022 might just end up sucking for stocks. Why? Because we've got Federal Reserve Chairperson Jerome Powell, who's getting pressure to vacuum up all the loose cash around, and well, that's not so great. But uh, we have uh, some updates coming out today regarding just this. Uh, later today, the Federal Reserve, I believe at 11 a.m. California time, but uh, later today, the Federal Reserve will be releasing the minutes from their last Federal Reserve meeting. I expect that a lot of trading is going to be tentative until we get uh, these minutes uh, that come out and uh, give us some insight into how aggressively the Federal Reserve really wants to act. One of the reasons we saw a little bit of the U-turn in the market yesterday is because the Wall Street Journal published an article discussing how the Federal Reserve is considering unwinding their, their larger portfolio uh, as a way to potentially limit the need to raise rates as much. And this is, of course, because the market has been sending clear signals to the Federal Reserve that, hey, th there's no way you're going to be able to raise rates as much as you think you are. You're going to end up causing a recession. So that's why, okay, we might see a more kind of mixed approach from the Fed. First taper, then uh, it, it raise rates modestly, Wait to see how that inflation data comes in. And then, of course, uh, offload uh, bonds off their balance sheet, taking market or cash away from the market. It's kind of like that vacuum cleaner. Now, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think inflation dynamics are going to be the most important uh, element because we might see one rate increase by March, might come by May, one of those meetings. Uh, right now, the market seems to think it's going to be uh, March. And uh, if that first rate increase does come in March, uh, the the market's you know, going to be waiting to see what's going to happen next. We're going to keep raising rates every single meeting or will inflation start inflecting down? So far, the first sign that we have any kind of hope for inflation actually going down was actually that prices paid by manufacturers in December came in sharply lower than expected. This is great. But at the same time, we're seeing that a lot more people are quitting their jobs. They're not entirely leaving the labor force. A lot of folks who are quitting their jobs appear to be going to start their own businesses or are going to other businesses. Now, one of the reasons this potentially creates a problem for inflation is when you have people leaving one job and going to another, more often than not, they're doing so, they, so that they can get paid more. The more of this kind of rotation you have, the more wage inflation pressure we could end up getting. Friday, this Friday, we're expecting the uh, jobs report to come in with 420,000 jobs uh, and a wage price growth of 0.4%. Now, what's really interesting is we might end up getting a massive beat if the ADP is anything to tell. Now, the ADP is a private payroll survey that gives us an idea of perhaps what the uh, unemployment report might look like on Friday. We actually had a pretty large beat. The ADP report came in with 807,000 payrolls in private reporting. This was uh, more than double the 375,000 jobs estimated. Now, keep in mind, the uh, BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, a jobs report that comes out 5.30 a.m. Friday, set your calendar for it, California time, uh, that jobs report is expecting 420,000 jobs, so slightly more than the ADP in terms of expectations. But if we get a massive beat like this as well, uh, markets are probably going to react. Now, a big concern is that if the economy is moving too quickly, that uh, the economy could overheat, and that would send more of a message to the Federal Reserve that we need to raise rates sooner. That will be a bad and negative catalyst for the stock market going forward. 
especially tech and growth stocks, which we're seeing a rotation out of right now. Now, uh, it, it is possible, though, that we could end up with a large number, a large number of payrolls, as long as and, and the market could react in a benign way, as long as that wage price pressure doesn't come in too strong. We're expecting a 0.4% increase in wages uh, over the last uh, or from uh, December. In December, we were at point. Uh, in November, we were point three percent. We're expecting point four percent for November. If that number comes in hot and we get a big headline beat in terms of uh, new uh, jobs, uh, new payrolls, then uh, then the stock market's not going to be happy at all uh, because it's going to send a, a clear as day signal that the Fed's got to start getting their act together. We'll see. Uh, best case scenario would probably be something like. A slight miss on wage price growth, something more uh, in tune with uh, a longer term average, like a 0.2% or a 0.3%, uh, probably closer to 0.2% for a longer, a real, realistic long term average. Uh, but uh, that's also not to say that you don't want to see people making more money. It's just that wage uh, wages have uh, have a big uh, part to say in, in how much inflation we see and, and what the Federal Reserve ends up doing. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Friday's going to be interesting. So we've got a few catalysts. We've got the minutes coming out today. Uh, again, Federal Reserve minutes. That'll give us maybe a little bit of insight into what they're looking for. We'll break those down. We've got the jobs report coming out Friday. That'll be a big tell. Uh, and as far as other catalysts, you know, we, we do have CPI data coming out and the Federal Reserve meeting, but the meeting isn't really until well, the 25th and the 26th. Uh, so the jobs and CPI data will be more pressing. CPI data comes out next Wednesday. So uh, one week from today, we get CPI. Two days from today, we get jobs. Those will be big uh, big requirements that we have to check off before expecting this market to go higher anytime soon. Now, uh, in terms of some other updates, uh, Omicron, obviously, cases are continuing to rise. Hoping to see a peak uh, in some of the northeastern areas soon. Hopefully, we start getting that kind of reduction like we saw in South Africa. That'd be a positive catalyst for markets. Uh, Chinese fears, not too, uh, people don't seem to be too concerned about this. Doesn't seem like the market is really pricing in any kind of issues with Russia or the Ukraine. Uh, it doesn't seem the market really seems to care about the, the issues that we're having in China uh, beyond, of course, the Chinese market. Uh, in other news, we've got CES going on and apparently just Sony is trying to get into the game of making electric vehicles. It seems like at this point, anybody who does anything related to electronics wants to get into the EV business. Uh, <laughs> a lot of competition for Tesla, I suppose, or a lot of people trying to compete with Tesla and not actually being able to compete with Tesla. Remember uh, that uh, Volkswagen and Toyota, they just made a big bet. They just spent $150 billion investing in uh, in expanding their uh, competitiveness. I'm uh, sorry, it's 117 billion, not 150. 117 billion for their uh, to increase their competitiveness against uh, Tesla and other electric vehicle manufacturers. But uh, remember, Volkswagen's first foray into clean energy was really clean diesel, which turned out to be uh, well it turned into the big uh, emissions scandal for Volkswagen. So that wasn't ideal. Uh, and Toyota's big bet on clean energy has been hybrids. So seeing both of these transition to 100% EVs is going to be something to keep an eye on. Uh, Nikola just dropped its $2 billion patent infringement lawsuit for similarities between its semi-truck and Tesla's semi-truck. So it's nice that that's finally over. It, it does seem like management over at Nikola is, is trying to right the ship 
the, the Trevor Milton madness ship, uh, which, which I thought I think is very interesting. Uh, and a, quite frankly, a good thing. So, uh, you know, put the past behind, let bygones be bygones and just focus on actually making a quality vehicle, uh, that appears to be the path that, uh, uh, Nikola is taking. Yeah, what I also want to take a peek at here, let me get this pulled up here, is I want to see Kathy Wood, sa Kathy Wood sales. It looks like we've had a little bit of selling in both Twitter uh, and some other companies. We'll go ahead and pull it up here in a moment so we can get a peek at her sales yesterday. All right, let's see here. Arc. Uh -huh. Okay, so uh, Arc Trading. Here we go. This was Arc Trading yesterday. So we've got uh, more sales over at Tesla, but also now a sale over at Twitter. And Kathy seems to be doubling down on a lot of uh, the therapeutic companies. I notice this more and more that uh, the therapeutic companies keep getting uh, a love and attention from uh, uh, from Kathy, uh, especially during this this recent dip here. So, uh, but Tesla getting sold as well as Twitter getting sold. Uh, a little bit of Teradyne being sold as well. But yeah, Twitter and Tesla, kind of the core, uh, whereas a lot of uh, pharmaceuticals are getting some love, with the exception of some that are sold, being sold here. Even PayPal and Intuit are getting a sell from Kathy here. Uh, interesting. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, then we've got, let's see here, other news we have. Uh, well, we have... Uh, oh yeah, Kim, this was another thing I wanted to just touch on. Kim Jong-un, uh, apparently, uh, suggested that, uh, working on nuclear talks with the United States was a very low priority for him. And he's working on instead restarting, uh, missile tests. It's like, ah, uh, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, probably not the saber rallying, probably not expected to be any kind of real, uh, issue for markets. Uh, another thing that was also interesting is that Pepsi is expecting to receive its first Tesla semi soon and Tesla mega chargers have already been installed as mega chargers are uh, basically superchargers, but for semi trucks, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Uh, expect them to uh, be larger and uh, capable of charging semis much faster. Obviously, if you pull one of these up to a supercharger, uh, you don't want to. <laughs> You don't want to sit around uh, waiting with a semi truck. You got to keep these vehicles on the road. It's a, that's a big, big. That's going to be a big test for uh, for semi for electric semi trucks. Uh, so we'll see if uh, Tesla can pull it off with batteries and an all V mo all EV model. I have to say, I really did. Uh, I really did, and still do think that uh, hydrogen is, uh, with the exception of the depression that we had from Nikola, uh, hydrogen's a really great opportunity for long range hauling, you know, medium to large size trucking. I think there are a lot of opportunities there, quick to fill up, energy efficient, but uh, a lot of folks not as optimistic for hydrogen. And quite frankly, hydrogen probably won't be a big play until 2020, uh, well, I should say 2030s, until the 2030s, but we'll see. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, see what we got uh, on uh, indices, and then we'll jump on over and see what's going on in individual stocks. So uh, Dow futures did turn positive. They were negative. Uh, the S&P futures are negative by about 0.04. NASDAQ futures down 0.42, almost a full half percent here. Uh, if we look at the 10-year treasury, it's pretty much stable. Uh, oil up a tiny little bit. Let's go to the two-year just to see 
uh, for curve purposes. Yeah, tiny little increase here. Bare barely a move, though, on the 10 and the uh, 10, uh, the 10 and the 2. Maybe a slight little compression there, but, but nothing really notable. Okay, uh, let's also take a peek at... We already looked at job numbers, John Doe. You know, you gotta, well, you gotta watch from the beginning of the video. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's take a quick look at uh, crypto pricing here. Bitcoin sitting at 46.4, Ethereum 38. Uh, so pretty much uh, above uh, above our low of that 45.5 number here. You can see uh, above this shelf over here. And, uh, but but unfortunately not able to get back into the, original channel where Bitcoin was trading a lot. So uh, still seeing that nervousness here, just like you are seeing in the uh, tech sector and the NASDAQ, uh, which remember, we think there's a pretty decent link between the NASDAQ and uh, Bitcoin, but not here. Actually, I can, I'll pull up the beta. It's gotten uh, more aligned, but let's, let's just look here. Let's do... Let's compare Tesla briefly here to just get this up. Let me see here. Beta. All right. Historical beta. Here we go. So let's go ahead and compare BTC USD to the NASDAQ. Yeah, we'll use the NASDAQ. Of a, yes. NASDAQ comp. Okay. Let's see what we get. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's interesting. So, uh, in the, the the historical beta was about a 0.74 correlation. What, what that means is, if the Nasdaq went up a dollar, Bitcoin was, would be expected to go up uh, 74 cents. And the closer to one you are, the more of a match you have. So, for example, if you had a, a beta of two and the Nasdaq went up one, then then you would expect uh, Bitcoin to go up two dollars, right? Tesla, for example, has a beta of two. Anyway. Uh, the the forward projection uh, is taking Bitcoin's correlation to the Nasdaq from a beta of 0.74 to 0.83. Uh, that you're really seeing that alignment. Uh, kind of cool. Okay, good. So let's now look at some performers here. At the beginning of the day, so uh, we got Sens moving. They had uh, they had some approval, uh, some form of uh, approval. Uh, update uh, about uh, I don't know exactly what the news update was for sense, but something to the effect of uh, briefly saw this some form of approval expected within the next uh, couple weeks. Hold on a sec. What's their breaking news here? Uh, well, let's see here. I will uh, estimate it's out there in terms of December, but clearly in the fourth quarter, as they were ramping up production, as the chip supply improved, they did pretty well, delivering more than a half million vehicles. The estimate was for 507,000 vehicles to, to be delivered. The company delivered 508,000 vehicles for the year in 2021 Ford delivered 1.9 million vehicles, strong sales, especially coming towards the end of the year for Ford and the F-Series. Remember, there was so much concern. 1.9 million vehicles delivered. That's interesting to think uh, Ford uh, is delivering 1.9 million vehicles a year. Why does that feel so low? Uh, I'll take a look here because I, I, Toyota delivers, I, I want to say, somewhere around 14 million, unless that was just uh, U.S. sales. But then again, that might really be the core market for Ford anyway. Uh, total deliveries, 20. Let's look at Toyota's total deliveries, 2022. Let's see here. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, total worldwide vehicle production, 2007 to 2021. Yeah, so Toyota, take a look at this. Toyota delivers somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 to about 9 million vehicles per year. Uh, really interesting. Let's see if we can get the same info, but instead for Ford. Because, I, yeah, look at that. Okay, see, that's that's what I thought. So that whatever 1.9 number, maybe I just misheard that a little bit. Ah, I need to sign in. Mm, okay. Let's see here. Ford. Ford vehicles produced. Uh, 2020. Let's just go with 2020. In 2020, Ford Reese. Yeah. Why? 1.7 million vehicles for 2020. Why does it seem so much lower? I'll have to, I want to look into that a little bit more. I'm kind of confused. Let me look at Toyota versus uh, GM. See how many these are doing. Uh, okay. Auto manufacturers sold just under 15 million new vehicles in 2021 uh, compared to a usual of about 17 million. So a little fewer vehicles it makes sense that we sold less because of the uh, chip shortages. GM said on Tuesday that its sales had slumped to 2.2 million trucks and cars. Toyota. All right. Well, I'll, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little note here. To I want to compare total production of these companies, and so we'll come back to this. Total vehicle production. It's an interesting comparison because a lot of folks who are looking for the growth rates uh, or, or the growth rate expectations for Tesla uh, try to understand how many vehicles are produced uh, not only for the world, but uh, by individual top producing manufacturers per year. Uh, because a, a lot of folks think that there's a chance somehow uh, Tesla could, could manufacture over 10 million vehicles a year. And it's entirely possible. Uh, that would uh, imply a big, big share, though, uh, worldwide. So it'll be interesting to see. I think once we get like a $25,000 Tesla, maybe uh, maybe numbers like that could be quite reasonable, especially if we had uh, more gigafactories to produce these. But anyway, okay, so uh, what do we have here? We got Sens, Beyond Meat, and Nikola after dropping that lawsuit, actually up 3.2%. Weber, Cinemark Cheesecake, these all moving about 2 to 3%. Let's see here. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go then look at the downside here. On the downside, wow, Roku's really slipped again. So Roku actually ran up to about 230, uh, but all of a sudden losing about 5% here. So you see, see we, we had a nice little run there for a moment uh, on a recovery, but uh, now losing uh, value here again. Wayfair down at uh, $180. What's crazy about Wayfair is, is for so many times, so many times that Wayfair hit $300 and it just has given that up completely. And now it's sitting at $178, nearly half of uh, where it had been trading. Neo right back under $30. Adobe now under $550. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's getting almost to uh, our floor levels here. Uh, uh, that we experienced after the last earnings report of about 538 sitting at 
Yeah, sitting at 537 right now with the bid ask. That means we are probably going to hit a new low today, a new recent low for Adobe. Uh, Xping, Lee Auto, Neo, Piton, Cloudflare, Lucid, Affirm. These folks all down 2 to 3% along with Matterport, Embraer, AMC, Rivian. Uh, lots of these individuals here, Red, including SoFi, almost back to its 1470 support. And... Pinterest actually rebounding a little bit. Not as much of a rebound as you might expect after the amount of selling that we had yesterday. It's again probably because of what we talked earlier or talked about earlier. The market's going to be pretty tentative for guidance from the Federal Reserve, specifically the uh, minutes, meeting minutes. We'll get those uh, again at 11 today. And uh, then expectations for uh, jobs. What will uh, the reality be for jobs? What will the reality be for CPI inflation next week? Uh, gosh, the, you know, the best thing the market could ask for right now would be a a, uh, a collapse in some of these inflationary readings. That, that would be beautiful. But you can't always get what you want. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Uh, let's see here. Thanks, Will. Let's see. Neo going to break floor today? Yeah, might. Roblox down hard? Let's take a look. I'm saving up $10,000 to partner you one day. I don't know what that means to partner me. Uh, would that be a good starter amount? I don't know what you're asking. Okay, let's go to, or, uh, yeah, let's take a peek at Roblox here, and then we'll look at some other headlines. We'll see what else is going on. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Ro well, Roblox down 1.47. That's not too terrible. Okay. That's reasonable. Well, you know, anything anything sitting around plus or minus 2% really is just a kind of a day's fluctuation. You know, half percent here on uh, Tesla. Tesla Tesla had an interesting move here. You know, nice little jump up from about that 1050 region. Didn't quite make it. To that 1250 on TA. Technically, we still have time for that, but uh, still sitting about a hundred dollars more than where we were with deliveries, which is great for Tesla, but still extending a little bit of pain. Smaller caps also seem to be doing the same thing. Shift Technologies here getting stuck, really getting stuck right under that 3.65. Uh, uh, Okay, let's see here. Uh, give me one second here. Okay, good. So let's see here. Let's explore a little bit what we've got. All right, so we talked about the ADP data already. Great, uh, almost doubling beat of the uh, uh, ADP there. Uh, it's interesting that Bloomberg's actually reporting that the ADP sends yields higher. See, this is this is another thing that we talked about is that if you get too high of a report, then potentially it, uh, it, it sends the signal that maybe the markets are overheating a little bit. Uh, and so that ADP report of, of 807,000 payrolls in the private sector 
uh, more than doubling estimates was, uh, was, was pretty shocking. It's amazing how bad estimates have been lately. And I think it's because we're really in this situation that's mostly unprecedented. I mean, quite frankly, you know, three years ago, four years ago, I don't, I don't know that people that we really cared that much about the ADP unemployment report and even just unemployment numbers in general were mostly pretty close to estimates. Uh, and so I, I wonder, uh, I'd have to do some more research to, to actually draw this conclusion. So I can't say that what I'm about to say is a conclusion, but let me visually depict what I'm saying. If let's say normal expectations for whether it's inflation or jobs or whatever, let's say normal, uh, expectations are this right here. The expectations go up and down. And then let's say that the actual readings are this blue line, right? Something like that. So let's say the blue is actual, purple is the expectation. If we were to draw what actual looks like relative to, uh, or rather what, what estimates are relative to normal, uh, let's say that the current environment looks a lot more like the estimates are like this, really wild. And then the actual results are also kind of wild. So so the, the volatility is, is substantially higher. And uh, that, that makes for much bigger misses uh, and um, more wild swings, which uh, is one of the reasons the market seems to be so confused in many ways. But it makes sense. You know, until we have more clear data that, inflation's actually inflecting down kind of makes sense that people are like you know what just get me out of uh get me out of the tech sector <laughs> can't blame it all right so what else here mm -hmm. all right mm -hmm. so yeah i saw this uh, there was a goldman sachs analyst who went on bloomberg tv talking about how bitcoin could pass 100,000 they had an interesting argument they had this argument that gold, uh, or rather Bitcoin right now, only takes about one-fifth of the, quote, store of value market. Uh, and, and that if this rises to, say, 50% or more, that 100,000 would almost be an easy an, an easy achievement for uh, for Bitcoin. Uh, this also was also coming from an analyst, by the way, who uh, originally was very anti-Bitcoin. Let's see here. What else? <laughs> okay, not terribly much. Uh, All right, so let's see here. Mark Zuckerberg sells stock every day as billionaires cash out. Yeah, we thought this would end at the end of the year, that this was more of just a fear that taxes would rise. So this is interesting. Let's just take a quick exploration here. Uh, we know this Mark Zuckerberg sold Meta almost every weekday of this year. This year. So, oh, that's from December. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is a couple weeks old. All right. I thought that was maybe more updated. But that's interesting. Okay. Let's do, take a peek here. Wall Street Journal. We've got about two minutes before the market opens. 5G service rollout delayed amid safe flight, uh, safe, uh, what, what, safety flight concerns. 
uh, or uh, flight safety concerns. There we go. Let's say it right. Uh, this is uh, this is something that's uh, been a huge play for uh, individuals in the stock market is, is just investing in 5G style companies, whether that's Qualcomm, but then the sell-off after Apple said that they were going to make their own uh, radio uh, antenna chips. Mm. 5G really uh, a big thesis for investing. I, I do want to see how uh, T-Mobile or uh, rather AT&T stock is reacting. It doesn't really appear to be reacting uh, to any sort of delays on 5G. That's surprising. What about Timus? T-Mobile. Yeah, no, they're both green here. You get Verizon. Yeah, all of them green. That's interesting. Okay, so not that big of a deal. All right, what else? <laughs> Let's see. So yeah, Sony trying to get into the electric vehicles. It just talked about that a little earlier too, about how they're having a display over at CES. Uh... There was also a statistic, by the way, and the bell's about to occur. There's also a statistic that 60% of individuals are unhappy with the state of the economy the way it is right now. 60%, it's more than half. Pfizer's got that going for it, Carl, as I uh, send it back over to you for the opening bell. Let's get the bell and the CBC real-time exchange. And the big board, SPAC, Athena Technology Acquisition Corp, celebrating its recent listing on the NYSE at the NASDAQ. It is New York-based nonprofit ABC Food Tours. Uh, David, we did mention some media names, and we got some uh, year-end subs on HBO and HBO Max. Almost 74 million ahead of estimates. So about half-half there on the S&P heat map. Let's go ahead and see how things are moving to start the day. Looks like Sense is actually selling down a little bit, but Beyond Meat is bouncing off of uh, off the floor uh, floor pricing here, or was at least in the pre market, turning slightly uh, red right at uh, right out of the gate here. Cheesecake uh, hanging out right now. Owlette, uh gosh, Owlette's at two dollars and sixty cents. Unbelievable. Uh, Walt Disney. Let's take a look at Walt Disney here. Disney moving up slightly to 156. We towards the downside. Let's see downside. Let's sort by change here. There we go. So on the losing side, we have. Uh, oh wow, that's a big move here for Salesforce and Adobe and Roku. Uh, again, the software section uh, sectors of the market getting absolutely smashed right now. Uh, Roku down 5.1%, Salesforce down 5% to 2.11. Folks, I don't think Salesforce has done anything all year long now. Uh, and Salesforce is is a phenomenal company. I mean, it is a it is a bigger company, uh, or, or at least in terms of its business, I, I believe, by then Oracle and, and some of the other, uh, you know, uh, customer resource management companies uh, has, uh, yeah, here we go. It's four times bigger. Then Oracle, there we go. I thought I had the statistic here. Uh, and uh, their revenues are absolutely insane. But uh, to see the uh, the software sector here continue to get smacked upside the head is is uh, painful for a lot of investors, in uh, especially these, these software companies. Uh, Adobe now down to uh, $526. Take a look at the individual chart here. Yeah, look at that. We are just... Selling straight down here on Adobe, 
Uh, Roku also. Roku moving straight down at 208 right now. Uh, slight, uh, yeah, that was a quick, brief, it was a brief move to the upside over the last couple weeks. And unfortunately, it looks like it's now experiencing a quick move to the downside. We have a firm uh, down another 4% on the day. Looks like uh, just about three minutes into the opening here, we started getting a little bit more pain in the market. Let's see if the indices are experiencing this as well. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. That is a that is a sharp sell down there all of a sudden coming through on the S&P 500. The last two minutes here in a row, looks like a, a rotation straight down. Uh, pulling up Tesla here, folks. Tesla down almost one uh, full percent. Sitting at 0.91. A lot of hesitancy again expected due to the Federal Reserve uh, and their minutes coming out today. Bill.com. Let's see how Bill.com has moved since its highs. Uh, uh, look at that. Bill.com ran all the way up to $348. Right now trading for about $207. Shift Technology is down 4%. And Embiz uh, just completely evaporating uh, its, its valuation. Straight down. Probably no different for Robinhood. Robinhood. Actually, it is. I stand corrected. Robinhood is actually up four tenths of one percent. See how Bitcoin is reacting after we had the opening bell here. So Bitcoin on the five-minute chart not moving much. One-minute chart relatively stable as well. Ada stuck. Uh, very similar charts between uh, all of these here. Matic, Ada, Bitcoin. They they look very very similar. Carnival Cruise Line's back over 22. Hmm. Okay. So Weber is up 1.5. Delta Airlines, American Airlines, Carnival. Despite all these cancellations, these folks still moving decently well. And Nikola now up 7% after uh, dropping that Tesla lawsuit. You know, one of the things about Nikola, though, is it continues to have these false starts. Look at this false start, false start. You know, is now going to just be another false start for this one. Uh, even to some degree, these larger moves here, uh, false start, false start. They've just continued to rotate down. All right. So, yeah, Patrick Walsh is asking if you're investing on a minimum wage income, should I try to diversify small sums or should I be more risky? Well, I think you could make your life very easy uh, by uh, picking, you know. Uh, uh, maybe five to 10 of your favorites if, if you had high conviction in them. Uh, or you could always throw into something like metkevin.com slash basket, not financial advice. But I think the most important thing for you to do is uh, dump that minimum wage job. You need to figure out what can you do to get your wage up, which is uh, really interesting because I'm dedicating an entire course to just these sorts of scenarios. It's called the uh, uh, path to building wealth for sure. Uh, it's very different from the other courses. Uh, it's uh, You can see it linked down below. Uh, it is a brand new course, and it releases at the end of this month by my birthday. It's going to be going through a lot of different scenarios for trying to uh, get to the next level. Because quite frankly, if, if you're investing uh, minimum wage, e even if you had a, an account of $5,000, and even if you had a 20% return uh, in, in a year, and you did a great job, and, and in 2022, you returned 20%, or even 50%. Okay, 50% return. 
two and a half thousand dollars, who cares? A better job could help you get that two and a half thousand dollars much faster. Uh, and uh, especially if, if uh, it's something that, that you can continue to grow at. So that, that you got to get out of that for sure. All right. So what else? Let's see here how uh, things are continuing to move here. It looks like uh, the pain over at Salesforce is continuing. Look at that. That looks like a cliff, folks. Ay, ay, ay. Look at that. Just boop. That's not great. Adobe, uh, Salesforce, Monday.com, Bill.com. These were ones getting hit. Uh, again, small caps continuing to burn. End phase at 172. We're almost going to be going back to some of the May pricing that we saw when we were at about 148. Those were some steals back then, but now it doesn't even look that like that much of a steal anymore. Just continue to revisit these uh, lower prices. Pinterest actually up 3%. Let's take a peek one more time at the SPY here and see what else is going on. Okay, SPY rebounding now. So just a, more volatility, really. Tesla up, uh, rotating back up as well. Take a look at SoFi here. Yeah, SoFi heading back down to that 1471 level and getting a getting the bounce, typical uh, front running bounce. Okay, let's see here. What else is going on? Hmm. Chicago cancels classes after teachers resist returning to school. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Hmm. Supply chain delays prompt a new push to revive U.S. factories. Companies are testing whether the United States can regain some of the manufacturing clout it's ceded in recent decades to China and others. Well, this will be interesting. I, I'll take a peek at this separately, but uh, it makes sense. <laughs> Bring the factories back to America. Uh, let's take a peek at Barron's. Ooh, Barron's doesn't seem too excited about inflation. Look at this. Can we whip inflation now? Good luck with that. It was 1942. Battles raged across Europe. Everybody was worried about inflation. Everybody's worrying about inflation, Barron's wrote. No way. That's interesting. That's, uh, uh, that is very interesting. Uh, roll back food prices. Oh, man. Uh, today, the coronavirus pandemic rages across the world and everybody is worrying about inflation. In fact, newspaper headlines and political speeches from the past tell us that inflation worries have always been with us for good reason. Inflation, the decline of purchasing power, uh, makes families worry about how they can stretch paychecks and the burdens uh, company and burdens companies with rising wages and supply costs. Inflation has been with us here before Nero. In the U.S., we've suffered three periods of hyperinflation, one following each world war and uh, the great inflation of the 70s. Okay, so what's their conclusion? Uh, price controls. Okay, let's take a look here. Uh, this is a nice historical catch-up. Okay. Not only was the great... Okay, this was the great inflation here from the 70s. Okay, here we go. Can we whip inflation now? The 1980s episode suggests that the Fed has the tools to tame rising prices, even if recession is the cost. Ooh. Of course, the Volcker cure 
might prove as useless as the next occurrence of inflation as the Phillips curve was against the last one. Oh, okay. So Phillips curve is the relationship between wages going up and inflation uh, and uh, this sort of, uh, well, where do, where do we want to go with this? Well, let's see here. Um, hmm, sorry, Phillips curve, unemployment and uh, an inflation relationship. Same thing, basically. But what I'm, I'm trying to understand if they actually have a conclusion here. I mean, I suppose their conclusion here perhaps is it's uh, time to start wor worrying. Basically, they're saying the Federal Reserve could push us into this corner of, uh, of we have to raise rates to tame inflation, but that could spawn a recession. And maybe that'll actually help solve the problem of inflation, or maybe it won't. They're kind of taking a very sort of bearish outlook here and amplifying it, suggesting that, hey, look, we could end up seeing the Federal Reserve's actions fail against uh, controlling inflation. And if the Fed fails, then we could be in a recession and be failing on inflation. Uh, not so good. That's not so good. So uh, not very, very optimistic here. Who wrote this? Let's see here. <coughs> this was, I don't know who this is, but I want to see who it is. Barron's, Kenneth Pringle. Uh, let's see. Kenneth Pringle, financial journalist and heading up Barron's Centennial Project. Okay, so, so he works at Barron's, financial journalist and historian. Hmm. Yeah, he's a little bit of a bear there on inflation. All right. Interesting. Fed minutes. This is what we're going to be paying attention to today. Fed minutes uh, they come out 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. California time. So we already mentioned that earlier. But let's take a look at what Barron suggests we're going to be looking for in the minutes. Economists and investors don't expect the Fed to raise rates before the tapering is complete. That's true. Uh, Jerome Powell even said that as well. So that's pretty obvious. Perhaps more important than liftoff timing is the possibility of an earlier or more aggressive reduction in the Fed's balance sheet. So that's probably going to be one thing that we look for in the minutes is uh, it, well, could the Fed just come out in January, January 25th and 6th and say, hey, uh, just kidding about the whole taper thing. We're just going to stop buying bonds entirely possible they are still stimulating right now okay now check back after 2 p.m all right well that's not much inflation is moderating data shows yeah but again this is this is back to pp uh the uh, pmi read yeah we already talked about that talked about jobs Hmm. Okay, let's jump on over. Oh, there we go. Okay, so we have a little bit of a, a recovery here in stock prices. Looks like the SPY is still mixed. So this was actually just SoFi right here that's recovering. Let's see if some of the others are recovering as well. Tesla actually going green today. My goodness. Oh, wow. Robinhood just plummeted. Just out of nowhere, Robinhood actually started the day off green uh, and just fell 3%. Salesforce recovering a little bit. Roku recovering a bit. 
Enphase not recovering at all. Enphase going to the toilet. Lucid down about 3%. Shift technology recovering a little bit. Nikola continuing its rally. Seems like it's any automaker except Tesla right now. Uh, last couple days we saw Ford doing very well. Now we're seeing uh, uh, we're seeing a movement here on uh, Nikola. Alibaba up 4.2%. Look at that trend line. My goodness, that's a, that's a pretty nice recovery here. Uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger apparently very bullish on Alibaba and a recovery here. There have been a lot of false starts, unfortunately, for Alibaba. We have uh, been declining here since $319. Ugh. What was, uh, how low did we go during the pandemic? Look at this, folks. March of 2020, we went all the way down to almost $168 for Baba. $169 for Baba. And we are actually substantially below that right now, trading for $124. So yeah, I'll take a quick peek to see if there's any move in the back end here on Baba. Let's see here. Baba. <laughs> okay. Alibaba, individual news. We have Chinese stocks extend rut in U.S. on 10 cent sale concerns. Well, that, that's bad news, not good news. Yeah, it seems like the only news is really the uh, Charlie Munger doubling uh, his stake in Alibaba news. But we already knew that yesterday. So interesting to see a 4% move on Alibaba today, though. We do get larger swings on the Chinese stocks. Beyond Meat, 4%. Upstart coming back, 3.6. Uber, 3. Lemonade. Lemonade actually green today as it's up about 2.2%, sitting at just $39 right now. My goodness. Look, look at this chart on Lemonade. $39 sitting in this channel right now. Oh, wow. Look at this channel, folks. This channel, I didn't even realize this. So I drew this channel because of price action that we've had here. But look at this. The channel was actually the support after the IPO. That's incredible. The same levels are at play right now. Specifically that uh, that 40, uh, 44, is that for the 44 line or where is this? Hold on. This is, where'd it go? Uh-oh, did I screw it up? Uh-oh, I screwed it up. I think I accidentally moved it. Anyway, uh, it was right around here, dang it. I wanted to say it was at about 44. So I'm gonna go ahead and pull it, draw it back to 44. I gotta make sure, you know, big tip, lock the, uh, the lines so that way you don't accidentally move them. Let's see, we were roughly 44. I'm going to leave it here. I'll lower its color just to remind me to double check it later, but I'm going to lock it now so I stop accidentally pulling these things around. All right, uh, Tesla is up about a quarter of a percent. Alibaba now 5%. Intel up four. Pinterest cheesecake three and a quarter. Still continued pain on software. Uh, software and technologies over here. Uh, nice buying opportunity for some of these. 
Etsy, look at this. Etsy just broke. Oops. Go ahead. Etsy just broke two hundred dollars. Yeah, Etsy sitting right now at one ninety seven. That is a substantial and recent low here. Okay, let's go ahead and see how the indices are doing and bonds are performing. Because we've seen a lot of this sort of flight. Oh, yeah, look at that. Okay, all of the indices are now red. We were green on the Dow. That's gone red. We were pretty much flat on the S&P 500. It's now red. Uh, the NASDAQ was down about a third. It's now down two-thirds. All right. Let's see if bond yields are moving. No, not really. Not really. 10 years sitting at 1.65. Uh, this is, to me, this is, yeah, and then stable on, on the two. Uh, a lot of nervousness about what, what the Fed minutes are going to show. I, I honestly, I personally don't really love the Fed minutes. The Fed minutes are uh, really an opportunity for uh, reiterating what the Federal Reserve has already told us. So, you know, rarely does there come a lot of news from a BA read. But, uh, wow. All right. Bitcoin sitting at 46.2, slightly rotating down here. Looks like uh, rotating down with the NASDAQ again. Did calculate that beta is getting substantially close to one between the NASDAQ and Bitcoin. And the sell-off on Salesforce continuing, now down 6.1%. Roku 4.5 recovering a tiny bit. Adobe recovering a tiny bit as well. Lucid down about 4. And phase getting back to buying opportunity phases, $171. Trade Desk, another one, $83.49. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Getting some sales here. How's a firm doing? A firm down about 1.28%. Looks like it's got a little bit of green momentum at its back. Let's see if that continues. Somebody wants to know what I would prioritize buying if I had a large cash position. Well, I'd, I'd buy my favorites. That's what I would do, and that's what I've been doing. Uh, I sent some more alerts yesterday. Tempted to make some moves today, but we'll see. It's, it's got to be right. You don't want to be impatient. Every time you make a, a decision to pull the trigger, so to speak, uh, you, you really want to know what you're getting into. So that way you have convinc a conviction when you're in and hard times come up. There always can be hard times for stocks. Maybe this is just one of the beginnings of, uh, of hard times for stocks. We'll see. EXPI, EXPI is sitting at thirty-one twenty. Its floor is about twenty dollars. Now, we go back to some of these floor prices here. We've uh, we we continue to part uh, break these. Let me see if Lemonade is still under forty. Ah, uh, yep, Lemonade's green, but still under forty. SoFi is over fourteen. There we go. SoFi's moving again. Not much. I mean, it's it's a. 0.93% move on the day, so not much. But let me just go look in the back end to see what's going on with Beyond, because Beyond meets moving. I want to see here. Beyond. Shh. 
All right, let's see. Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat Games after KFC confirms plant-based chicken. Wow. Beyond Meat soars after deal to launch, plant, launch plant-based chicken at KFC Nationwide. Wait, that's actually quite interesting. Like, can I get plant-based fried chicken then? Now, and is that ironic? Like, if you're going to have plant-based food, is it ironic to fry it? I don't know. I don't think so. Sounds good. Uh, I'd, I'd be down to try that. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. How well did that work for Burger King, though? That's very true. <laughs> Stock's moving a bit. Did Nancy Pelosi get an early look at the Fed minutes? Maybe. Maybe. All right. So, yeah, yesterday was, was a, quite a painful open because things started out pretty decently. Uh, and then we had this, this drawdown. Right now, it looks like the things that are selling down are, are leveling out already. So seeing some resistance. Hmm. Yeah, Alibaba hitting a lid about 4.8%. No substantial other movement that we can see. PayPal, 1.59. It's yeah, got a lot of work to do. Let's go Tesla for a moment. Tesla, 0.43%. Huh. Just such a uh, mixed market. But uh, it does look like there's some enthusiasm coming back to the market right now. The exception of for Lucid, Grab Holdings, these guys rotating down. Enphase looks like it's just now finding its bottom. Adobe's U-turned back. And so is Roku. Both of these now rotating back up. Marketa still down. All right. Let's see what else we have. Let me look at... Uh, oh, I didn't even share the screen there for a moment. My bad. Okay. That's all right. Maybe you're just listening. So let's see what other headlines. We have U.S. tech rut deepens as bond yields remain elevated. Well, what'd you think? They were just all of a sudden going to go down? <laughs> Uh, Morgan Stanley and Wells Fargo say the great stock rotation has legs. This is a rotation away from growth and uh, uh, towards value. Wall Street pros are doubling down on a big stock call for 2022. The leadership of high growth tech darlings is no more. Inflation adjusted yields arise on the conviction that the Federal Reserve will tighten its policy. It's interesting. I've, I've heard a lot about the great rotation today uh, in in uh, my pre-market research. And uh, a lot of folks think that's true, that, you know, it, it's time for big tech to take a back seat. Personally, I think that's creating some nice discount opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you're eating fast food, you aren't doing the planet any favor. No kidding. No one cares about plant-based food anymore. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, okay. So what other news here? Quant strategy. No, that's not interesting. Zip recruiter, $500 million bond sale. TD Bank to sell bonds. 
Okay. Hmm. Yeah, nothing really particular uh, out of out of the ordinary here. Let's go back to the tickers here. Okay. Understand price action a little bit more. Spy's almost fully recovered now. This is good. Let's go back. Hold on. I want to look at the indices now. Wait a minute. Are we get, look at that? What? What the heck? We. <laughs> I mean, it is just, it is so flip-floppy. It's like the market's wearing flip-flops. All you hear is flicka, 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 flicka. And at the same time, it's just like, now it's here, now it's there, now it's here, now it's there. It's just no consistency at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not unhappy that things are going green again. Uh, but, uh, golly, make, make up your mind. Uh, and I think that's the problem, is the market can't make up their mind. I uh, personally think, well, should have shorted Lucid again yesterday, but oh well. <laughs> uh, really, when are those delivery numbers coming out, by the way? That'll be interesting. But uh, I keep eyeballing Salesforce. I mean, so, honestly, some of these numbers are, are starting to get uh, very interesting. Uh, you know, especially, I mean, if this pain keeps going on Salesforce, it's going to start getting quite juicy. Uh, Matterport, look at Matterport fall here. Uh, really, really getting pained here after this whole metaverse hype. I mean, this that turned into pure momentum over in this region here. But the fact that now we are falling to uh, to these these new support levels here at about eighteen dollars, about seventeen fifty ish, not so ideal. Could end up seeing Matterport draw down more. Unfortunately, uh, I do think I still uh, strongly believe in the company. So nothing's fundamentally changed for me, but uh, it's the kind of volatility you're getting in the market right now. A firm at $83, just quite frankly, seems like a bargain. Uh, Etsy under 200, now finally within my buy range again. Robinhood recovering after some bizarre cliff dive that it, it had there in the middle of the day. Alibaba not running as much as it was. Nikola is really one of the winners today here. Uh, news of that they're finally dropping their lawsuit and putting on their big boy pants and sucking it up and trying to put in a good, honest day of work. Yeah, shift technology down 4.2% now. It's like still got a burning kind of activity here, specifically on Lucid, now down 4.5%. End phase, sitting at 172, having a hard time moving back up hmm DocuSign 150 just stuck as well all right let's see what other info we got in the back here okay we talked about bonds a lot especially yesterday Volkswagen and Toyota we've already talked about this Tech weighs on equities with chips in focus. Interesting. And somebody else is saying BTC is moving now. Let's quickly look at that fact check. Yes. Wow. Look at this, folks. Look at that. Uh, out of nowhere, we are all of a sudden now heading towards our uh, $46,800 resistance level. 
see if we can get a breakout on this. Keep an eye on BTC there for a moment. All right. In the meantime, the biggest tech stocks are slipping in early trading, squeezed by the specter of higher rates. Chipmakers are mixed as the industry faces particular scrutiny. Ooh. And then, of course, anything that's IPO'd or SPAC'd recently has uh, has definitely been getting hit. Uh, ooh. Speculation could fade more, even in tech space. The sell-off in mega growth stocks looks set to damp investor speculation fervor, even within the tech space. Look at, oh, that is interesting. What is the Renaissance IPO ETF? That's interesting. But take a look at, I'm going to pull up a chart here. Look at this particular chart. Uh, this chart here shows the S&P 500 as the white line. Profitless technology companies, expensive software, and IPOs, folks, all straight down. Look at that. Profitless technology, IPOs, and expensive software. And if you're all three of these together, like Lemonade, you're just getting destroyed. So here's your, your trilogy of pain. That's what I'm going to call it. The trilogy of pain. No profit, software, or recently IPO'd. Ouch. That's uh, that's what's happening now. Now, this sort of divergence from the S&P 500 could, could always potentially end up leading to uh, outsized gains in the future if you did a lot of your buying now. So, yeah, this is this is something to keep an eye on. That is, ugh. Uh, you know, that pain could substantially continue for the time being. I personally maintain that these are buying opportunities, but they don't have to be, uh, especially if you're, you uh, do not maintain conviction in the stocks that you are buying. Tesla uh, rallying all of a sudden up about 1.6%. Airbnb sitting at 173, up 1.6%. Uh, Bitcoin jumping above that resistance line, 47, uh, or sorry, 46.8. See if it can maintain that. That'll be a nice little test there. Uh, some of the pain is subsiding, not not a huge subsiding, but some of the pain's going away. Not as painful anymore for Roku and Adobe, for example, but still just as painful for some others. Uh, looking at the upside here again, Nikola MP Material again a move on MP Material here now at fifty two dollars on MP Materials. Pinterest up too. Okay, folks. Well, uh, very interesting. We'll keep an eye on the market. Thank you so much for watching. Check out the program's link down below on Building Your Wealth. Get yourself life insurance within five minutes by going to medkevin.com slash life, especially if you're stressed out in the market. And the fact that you're in a pandemic, get yourself some life insurance in as little as five minutes. Use that link down below, folks. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks again.